Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's recording. pretty sure everything's recording before we begin let's mention that this podcast is being stri- streamed live on the podbean app as well as pack youtube channel you can play along with the show by downloading a free podbean app either by calling the show directly or by communicating in the chat this podcast supported by our great friends at giant bicycles who aren't just bicycles giants creates just about everything the two-wheeled lifestyle everybody just head on over to GiantBicycles.com today, or even better, get to your local bike shop to see all the beauty Giant has in store, as well as in stores. See how I did that? See how I did that? Mm-hmm. Also, thanks to the one and only Gooder Sunglasses. Style, fit, function. I'm not streaming the video live. I need to do that. Hopefully, it'll work. Here I am interrupting myself during my own <laughs> podcast <laughs> because I thought I hit every button. But I didn't. Uh, where was I? Gooder sunglasses, style, fit, function, and even funny. All polarized, all quality, all affordability. Be sure and check out everything Gooder has to offer and tell them the pack filler sent you. Do you do that? Do people really do that? I mean, do you, is there ever a moment where you're going like, hey, Johnny sent me? <laughs> I bet there's not. I've never had that moment. I've tried it. I think I've tried it, but it's never worked. Did you get a discount? No. Did you offer them a Snickers? No. I should have. That's a Seinfeld reference. <laughs> Think about that's it. That's the. That was uh, for the, uh, the, the, the car. Oh, it was the glasses. Yeah, George had to get some glasses, and Kramer says, "Hey, tell me, you know Kramer." <laughs> he's like Kramer. Kramer's the guy. Anyway, I thought that was okay. the one where he's trying to get the car discount from Putty. No. Oh. Shit. <laughs> I thought I knew all my references. Damn it. Oh, I was supposed to say, "Let's do this" before I hit the theme. Damn it. I'm off my game, man. I've already started. <laughs> feel like... No, never mind. I was going to make a James Brown reference. But nah, the beers are cold. The heaters are off. The only hum you hear in the background is that of the beer fridge. Yep, it must be the beginning of Pack Filler Summer 2021, everybody. Ah, In the studio, I'm Pat Bulger. Tulsa Tough is in the bag, as well as the Tour de Suisse. 
I never thought I'd say those words in one sentence together, but uh, I can't believe it, but guess there are no big races for another 11 days. There aren't. But the one in 11 days is the Tour de France. If you're, bi- if you're Bob Roll, you're going to say Tour de France. Tour de France. You know, and I kind of like that he does that. I like that he doesn't try to go all, you know, Bonjour, I'm Bob Roll, Tour de France. <laughs> Uh, 11 days, the Tour de France, you guys. Is it just me or is the cycling season flying by in just under two weeks to the Tour, which means the end of summer is just five weeks away? That's how I always see it. The Tour ends, and I'm just like, fuck it, that's it, it's over. With me tonight, of course, are members of the Pack Filler. First, he's the rim-breaking, Belgian-drinking, calf-bulging curmudgeon of the Pack Filler, Mr. Paul Main. How are you, man? Doing well, yeah. <laughs> Next, he's the soda drinking, new shit wanting privilege of youth and ex boy wonder of the pack filler, Jackson Bulger. How are you, dude? Doing well. <laughs> Me, I'm the master on the mic, slowest on the bike. I'm the MC with the upper lip all hairy, Mr. Pat Bulger. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. I feel like, why did I write that? Because ah. it's cheese. <laughs> I kind of feel dirty now. I just feel gross. <laughs> I just, the mustache. I did it. Yeah. I had a student the other day give me a mug at the end of the school year that said the master of the dad jokes. And I want Jackson, I'm putting you on <laughs> you're laughing. I'm putting you on the spot right now. Are my jokes really dad jokes? I've never looked at them and considered them to be dad jokes. Um but you are in a different environment at your job, so gotta keep it clean, so maybe they are. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you you basically uh, you bailed on that in response, but you know that's okay. You had an opportunity, but that's okay. I'll give it to you. I think I you know what? And my wife actually said yes. You are you do tell dad jokes. I think we were the neighbor across the street. You saw the hole in my street mm-hmm, for a while. Mm-hmm. They're right in front of the house, and they parked a a ditch witch or ditch bitch or whatever it was in the front of it. And and I I've been kind of grumpy about it, you know, because they take five days to dig a hole my neighbor's putting a a new garage in in order to do that he needs to change his water line so they had to dig into our street and neighbors out there you know apologizing to us and i looked at him without thinking i said so that's home ownership huh ha 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 and he looked at me like i was the dumbest fucking asshole on the planet and i (laughs) probably that was a dad joke i realized that that was a dad joke moment and i fucked it up so i guess where was I? Oh God, I blacked out there. How is everybody? How is the ride week? Every been, everybody been. Um, uh, Paul, why don't how, you start with you? Oh, we'll start with me. Yeah, because we you always go around the horn. So Mine's I, I got a feeling it's gonna be short. It's yeah, gonna be really quick, short. <laughs> this week, I actually made a promise to myself to take a true rest week, and it was several reasons why. Number one, it's my last week of, of school. In case you guys didn't know, I don't make a clear full living at podcasting. And so I have to have another job, and I teach at a school. And and that school's last week, we're in finals right now, but last week was the last full week of classes. And my wife wanted to take a camping trip this weekend, and she politely asked that I don't bring a bike this time. And once I got out of the shower from crying in the fetal position for about four or five hours, you know, about, about not being able to ride my bike for a weekend, um, I decided to take a week off, and um, long story short, I rode once this week. I rode the mountain bike, uh, Wednesday night mountain bike race on Wednesday, um, had a good ride. I'm, I'm not getting any faster, but I'm not 
hurting myself as much. So I guess maybe that's a good thing. I mean, my back isn't like, oh, fuck, when I get off my mountain bike anymore. So I guess that was my ride week. That was it. One day. Hmm. And I'm starting back up tomorrow in earnest. Is that bad? Am I? No, no. Really? Remember, like your son said, the bike will always be there. Yeah, but I just want to make sure that uh, the guilt, I know that things are getting good again because the guilt's there. Mm -hmm. That when I'm, I haven't ridden for two days, three days, I start going like, oh, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. It's that specter hanging over the back of me. So maybe that's a good thing. How's your ride week, man? Mine, uh, Tuesday, um, I rode out to uh, Long Lake Dam. We did that one loop with the Waple oh. brothers and stuff. And just stopped at the dam because my wife was fly fishing. So mm. we sat there. I watched her, but I rode out there. I was trying to race her. I gave her an hour and 15 minutes Until to start. Until she catches and the then, fish? Well, th- here's the thing. I'm thinking I'm getting really close, and I'm calculating my mind where if I'm slow – she should be right right before I start dropping down the van. Uh, but I'm ahead of schedule, and I'm thinking, oh, this is sweet. I, I see a car coming. <laughs> I'm sprinting all the way into the dam, and I look, and her car's there. And I'm like, what the heck? Well, she uh, mapped the route, and there's a shorter route than oh, what shit. I took. <laughs> she was there for, for 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, like, it was I a good it, workout. I it, I <laughs> yeah. oh. uh, Saturday, I went out with uh, Matt C. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and... Uh, he was supposed to race the Independent uh, Valley uh, Road Race, but he was sick. Oh. So he thought, well, if I'm sick, I could ride. I need to ride easy. So he calls me. Sure. And then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so to we went out. insult you <clears throat> yeah. in, right in front of yeah. your face. I, I'm not yeah. going to ride with yeah. fit guys. I'm going to ride sure. with the old, crusty old bastard that's still on rim brakes. And then, <laughs> so, yeah, we, we planned on going around and doing the, the um, uh, the road course for our district championships. How many is that this time? How many times have you done I'll, that? I'll this keep year? doing it. I'll do it all Shit. like two times a month. Okay. I think I wow. want it. I want it fresh in my head, different conditions. Okay, you know that's okay. how I do it. So anyway, he wasn't feeling too keen, so we cut off and took one ninety five. Which you know, how, oh yeah, that yeah. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. So we took it all the way down. Oh, okay. And you went home. I think he got almost 100 miles. His his is like 90 or something. I'm not stalking, but he got 90-something, and you got like 71. Yeah, because he he lives on the north side. Oh, yeah. Last time I think we rode with him, he was like, I got to ride all the way home, and it Uh was freezing. Yeah. And he was like, I still got to ride all the Mm -hmm. way home. And Yeah, Yeah, he doesn't – he's like me. We don't drive to a ride spot. We don't like doing that. When was the last time I drove to a ride? Well, we did it on our, our little ride that we put on. Oh, yeah. But we kind of had That's to. nine mile, yeah. man. That's like. <laughs> I planned on just 18 miles bike, away. Yeah. <laughs> Jackson, how's your ride week been? I was okay. I you, were saying, you were saying before we went on air that uh, it was wet. It's wet there. Yeah. So um, before it had rained five or six days um the past five or six days it has rained consistently um tomorrow it's also going to rain uh but before that i was able to ride three times once um i did my kind of hilly loop um which is half 
of what you and I did uh, the first day, Dad. Mm -hmm. And then I rode with my girlfriend the second day. Um, and then uh, my third day, I did, yeah, the exact same loop. Uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of been it. It hasn't really been too intense. Um, don't have a lot of time this week because uh, we're doing a little something at the weekend. So yeah. not going to go too, too hard, but still ride a little bit. Yeah, that's been kind of my my little week. I do want to say to the people on uh, YouTube that if they see me scratching, I said this before we went on air, it's because I got surround, I got swarmed by mosquitoes this weekend. My wife and I went on a camping trip, and uh, and I thought I covered... We went to a cool little kind of a hipster grocery store. I was telling you about mm -hmm. that, Paul, and we bought some some all-natural uh, bug repellent. Mm. And uh, needless to say, I have about 36 mosquito bites. Um I appreciate everything they're striving for, and I appreciate the cause, but it didn't work for Dick. And <laughs> I, I have them everywhere on me, and um, I think I just got the smell of campfire smoke out of my hair too. But uh, yeah, but you know, so if you see me scratching, it I haven't developed a meth problem. Um, does anybody have any events on the immediate horizon? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I'll let Paul go first. Yeah, well, I'm going to let's see. This week, I think I'll I'll uh, sign up for Vance Creek. I need to talk, but our buddy might, now that I think about it, Jack may not be there for me for a place to stay. Oh, what weekend is That's that? July 10th. July. So they oh, had the first one. Shit, we can't do that, Jay. Yeah, we. I, we, I know you brought this up on yeah. the show. I just forget things really easily. So they already had the first one. Oh, okay. And Matt and Sean Howard were there. Sean's been on the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I think Sean, did Sean win? I think so. Did he? Really? Yeah. Jack, if you're listening to this podcast, first of all, you need to be here in the studio. Second of all, your work schedule doesn't mean dick to me. And third of all, <laughs> you you promised a house to Paul, and, and it sounds like you just better throw him the keys. He'll he'll shower outside. Yeah. <laughs> I'll clean out the five-gallon bucket. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It'll be pretty dirty. Uh, so you're so that would be a good one. That, mm -hmm. And that's God, that's not till July. Yeah, I guess we are halfway through June, but usually you've usually we've got a couple under our belts by now. Is, yeah, is it just uh, it's it's my age and time, and do I really want to do a road trip? You know, and devote. I, I'm just not yeah. into that. I mean, I, I wish if there was more local. You know, the other ones like Wenatchee's something I can commit to. Sure, um, I didn't say it. So you didn't say it, so yeah. we don't have to drink. Jackson yeah. did sip, though. But, oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, and the other is uh, the Omnium that we have. I'd like to do a lot more, but I don't think that's realistic. So, And I was going to do Rocky Mountain Roubaix, but that landed on Mother's Day. It did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, not good. That's, yeah. Couldn't do that. I appreciate all those guys are trying to do it. And yeah. I think I made a comment on their social pages about – Hey, you know, sounds like a great event. I wish it wasn't on Mother's Day yeah. because for those of us who are married, that's a suicide pact. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's fucking stupid. Yeah, I lived through it, but yeah. I'm not going to do it again. Yeah, uh, Jackson, I guess you can be the one. Uh, any events on the immediate horizon? First of all, young man who said he was going to race in Portland, have you researched that at all yet? I have actually, and I was going to bring it up. If you guys are willing to drive six hours to uh, come race in Portland, we've got that. Uh, there's one at, I think, Washington Park, um, which is, there's like, I think it's like 300 some feet of elevation or something like that. I could probably be wrong. Um, 
but it's it's like a crit uh it's like a crit race um out in washington park which looks kind of fun um it's a little intimidating though and when it raced so yeah when uh, when i'll have to give you the date there's okay. one on the ninth um but i'll look those up again uh just to let you guys know in case you're interested at all oh. um the ninth of july uh there was one it on the ninth was of june one. Oh, was one on yeah the yeah okay so i'll have to once again i'll send you guys the link uh, a little later but uh yeah there's that one and then yeah you and i this weekend um yeah. are doing the ellensburg uh gravel fondo uh and i i i think that we should try and race it see how we're feeling okay that now now that you brought it up okay it's time to kind of chat this in a little bit more because a couple things have happened since the last time we mentioned this number one to recap ellensburg fondo correct me on my numbers uh, 90 miles ish uh at least 30 miles of that being gravel 32 i think 32 yeah. and about 7000 feet of climbing and i think 6000 of that feet is on gravel roads and i think if everybody's saying it happens in about 10 miles uh, a lot of that climbing so it's that's going to suck donkey balls but um i you, i i mentioned on the last podcast that you and i were thinking of of riding hard um, and what that means, I didn't actually know. And, and we talked about Fondos. Could Fondos be classified as a race? One of our friends of the Packfiller, member of Team Packfiller, Ann Farwilia, said um, Fondos are great because you can go through the stages. You can start off thinking it's a race. When you, bon- when you get dropped, mm-hmm. you can think it's a ride. When you bonk, you get cookies. Uh, yeah. Kind of a thing like that. That was and brilliant. I love how she yeah. said that. <laughs> like that. That was brilliant. Because it's a great way to look at it. Mm-hmm. So, um <clears throat> Uh, Jackson, so you said, and, and by the way, um, Terry, one of our, our friends here in the show has actually switched to our start time. So he's going to ri- be riding with oh, us. Cool. So there might be a little oh, pressure nice. there, mm-hmm. but with it being these waved staggered start times and things like that, how do you approach this tactically as, as an event? Um, because y- you're not really necessarily in a pack with your immediate competitors because yeah. because there are people starting every i think 20 minutes or half hour for three hours so if you get past it's been somebody's made up 30 minutes on yeah. you yeah. number one and number two th- do you race with the people in your group do you why not you know i see soderbergs yeah. online um uh, brent you do a lot of these things how would you do it how would you tackle it how would you approach it i don't know i mean i, I seriously don't know i haven't done I'd work- any fondos i announce fondos i don't yeah. get to race them <laughs> what would I, you guys do go ahead jackson I, yeah i i think it's a weird one it almost feels like a two-up time trial with just yeah you and i or whether I whether we race with everybody else, my my thought was that we'd kind of race with the people in our group and hope to stay at the front of some sort of pack. Um, but yeah, with the with the staggered time, like start times, it's a weird one. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's I guess we'll just try and ride hard and see how we feel. So it's it's not an attack kind of an event. It's not like okay, I'm going to try and break away, you know, things like that. Like yeah. a classic road race mentality. It's more of an attritional battle. It sounds like. And I mean, I know I'm sounding asking kind of stupid questions, but I'm kind of just trying to set up the 
I think if you view it as the group ahead is like the breakaway and chase, I mean, just to get a good time. Yeah. I mean, you you actually are racing based on time because you'll you'll be ranked at the end of sure, this thing. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So we're the if first you work, group. So you're the fucked. first group. We're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> we're the, we're well, the, we're the right. carrots yeah. on the on the you end better, of the hook. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So yeah, I would just work with whoever you guys just stay yeah. in the front. Yeah. That's your best chance of getting the best time. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. it's just time trial mentality. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Work. Yeah. I mean, you, if there's only thirty thirty two miles of gravel and that whole thing, you, you guys could do pace lines. You can organize yeah. stuff and get get rolling as opposed to you know just you know no your turn yeah 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 okay exactly. i'm 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 bringing my arrow socks and everything to this so i'm i'm trying to save as much <laughs> but are you gonna have a frame bag on your handlebars yeah i'll have a handlebar bag but you lose some you gain some you gotta make those sacrifices i'm so glad i had the camera on paul at that moment because <laughs> His eyebrows did a little dance when when you're like I'm gonna go arrow, but uh, time segments are the whole route timed. I think uh, thanks Brent for for chiming in, man. Um, I he, Brent's on our Podbean Live app. I think it's just the whole route. I think it the whole thing is one big time. I don't think there's any races within the race, which a lot of fondos do, which I think is a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. It's like for example this gigantic evil climb. Um, it, it'd be kind of cool to be able to try to race that or something like that. Me, I'm waiting on a set of wheels, and I'm a little nervous because uh, my order set, I should have actually had them just shipped to your house, Jackson. You could have brought them to me because they're, they're made in Portland. That's true. Yeah. Um, I'm waiting on a set of uh, a 700C wheels, and I hope they ship tomorrow or the day after or they won't get here in time. Or I'm racing twenty-seven-five wheels for that race. Yeah. In that case, it'd be all a game of tires. <laughs> I don't even think I can get tires in time. I've got I've got gravel kings, and I, what I'll probably do is honestly, if I'm on those twenty-seven-fives, correct me if I'm wrong, I'll just pump them full, like yeah. pretty hard. So the less rolling resistance, don't don't you think? Paul? Either that, yeah. or you put the thirty-twos on your on your road bike. And go from there. Ooh. Do they have? Do you have clearance for a thirty-two? I don't know. Um, do you think so? You do. I've looked it up on Giant's website. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, so that I, what, well. what kind of gravel is it? See, that's that's the, the thing, thing I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like the stuff that I ride on. That would be easy. Yeah. Easy peasy. I don't think we're going single I think, track. I think, we'll, I we'll think we're. Like I think we're forest roads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But those could be. Those could be anything. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. Lava so rock. So you tell me I'm potentially fucked is yeah. basically what we're saying. Yeah. Six, I could I could end up doing 60 miles on the road on big fucking tires. <sighs> I'm try, I know a couple of people have done it, but yeah. they've done it on cross bikes and used like 30. Yeah. You know, 32s or something on there. These are big That's old what they used to, yeah, tires I've got on the 27. What's that? Got forty eight. Yeah. Forty eight. Yeah, they're huge. <laughs> what am I going to do? As wide as a mountain bike tire. What am I going to do? <laughs> what if the wheels don't show up? Yeah, you're going to ride gonna your. Do? I would ride your road bike. Really? Yeah. yeah. Do you have twenty eights? You just suffer no. on the other part. Oh God, it would suck. But yeah, I get. Yeah, I. I uh, it's easier oh. to get score on twenty eight tires. I have some thirty twos. I do have some thirty twos. <clears throat> Try them on. 
I would try them on this week. So just in case that's your fallback. Yeah. But who's gonna? You want to ride that that far on forty eights? Not really. No. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'll put this up to the listener. What would you do? Oh, friend of our podcast, what would you do besides laugh at Pat behind his back? Mr. Prepared. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I ordered the wheels like I ordered the wheels actually for Belgian waffle ride. Mm -hmm. And I they're going to get here by then. I mean, Mm -hmm. way before then. I'm going to have time to try them out and get used to them and things like that. It's and this 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 gravel fondo popped up onto our radar about two weeks ago, and I went, "Oh, great, let's do it!" And oh shit, what if my wheels aren't here in time? Well, fuck it, we'll figure it out. Though they'll, they'll get here in time. <laughs> okay, um, so it, it's going to be an interesting choice, however we look at it. Um, what you know, I, with this lack of local racing i've talked to this a lot about things like that we've got the our uh, a group here in town who does their thursday night mm-hmm. spirited rides um i've kicked around the idea of playing around with a tuesday night spirited rides um and and these types of things like this what are you guys thoughts on that does it equate to racing does it does it i i don't i don't you know we used to have our old twilight series our our tuesday night race series and things like that i i always considered those legit races because the local crowd was pretty strong and you know it's not like you're getting racing with a whole bunch of the regional people or something like that but uh what are your thoughts on that i mean is that a method of of compensating for the fact that there's very few races in the area i'd say absolutely i mean really yeah especially it sounds like this i have yet to do it i hopefully this thursday's time that i'll be able to get free but um, now you have people definitely better than I am, and I'll, you know, push myself like a race. Um, and it sounds like the feedback too. People are treating it like a race. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's what it's all about. Like, uh, uh, you know, we used to if there wasn't a race on the weekend, we did the Sunday breakfast ride here in town. Yeah. And there'd be a huge variety of people. Of some with the you know carts with kids in the back, you know, riding a Cheney all the way to us smashing it for, you know, 35 minutes. So, yeah. And it's so much more, I mean, you know, yes, we have our group rides and things like that, and they're hard and and they're they're efforts, but there's sometimes when you're just in a group full of strangers that Mm -hmm. suddenly the game changes. So, I don't know. For those of you who are, you know, local, I, I... don't want to put it out there too far, but you know, I mean, if there if there's an interest in in multiple nights where there could be an aggressive race, I think it'd be kind of cool. I think it'd be fun. Um, so oh my gosh, we're so far into the podcast. We should probably get to the point where we check some headlines, shouldn't we? Check some headlines. Hey Pat, let's check some headlines. The Tour of Switzerland wrapped up this past weekend. Richard Carapaz won the 2021 Tour de Suisse stealing victory after finishing with the main GC group on the mountainous final stage in Andermatt. Ecuadorian laid the foundations for his victory on the Stage 5 Summit at Lucarbad, catching up and beating Jakob Fuglesang to the line after attacking the favorites in group and putting 39 seconds onto his main rivals. So uh, the Stage 7 time trial, which took on took an ascent and descent, 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 it was a decent descent, <laughs> of the 9.5-kilometer um, Oberalpass. Oh, my God. Oberalpass uh, saw Rigo or 
Rigoberto Iran, mm-hmm. which I never would have picked, and I was glad yeah. to see. Um, take a comprehensive 40-second victory to move into second overall as Fuglesang dropped to fifth. So Carapaz's victory song beat Iran overall by 17 seconds on what I would like to consider one of the more, uh, how do I say it, disappointing final days of a Grand Tour. Uh, not a Grand Tour, of a of a, of a stage race. I was like, this is going to be fucking awesome. This is going to... Oh, fuck. It, nothing happened. Um, after eight days of racing, Fuglesang took third overall at 115, four seconds up on um, Shockman. Um, you guys watched both uh, the, the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. Any any takeaways? Any revelations here that anyone noticed um, that you that you noticed straight out of the gates, Jackson? Yeah, I think um, two things. I think first of all, Rigoberto Uran is looking a lot better than he did last year. Uh, yeah. With him taking a stage on the time trial and then him putting in some good digs on that on the the final day, I think that was really good to see him back hopefully to where he was, where he finished, I think, on a podium spot in the tour a couple of years ago. Um, and then also uh, Gino Mater, who has now uh, swept many of, uh, like, many different stages. I think he's he's one to watch. I remember seeing Dan Lloyd uh, talking about him, that it, it took a little bit of time for him to kind of get back to the, get back to these winning ways. But, yeah, he's, he's, raking him home right now so he's seems like the breakaway master paul anything you want to take away from yeah carapaz is is amazing and when he won the Giro, you know everybody's like oh that was just lucky because that's nibbly and and um uh Roklidge were like battling yeah. it out it was like you know just one of those things when enios goes and picks him up they probably had his numbers and said no this guy this is the real deal and he's proved it and the thing is, is he's so consistent too. The guy is, didn't lose ton, tons of time in the time trial. Um, he seems to have a good head on him. And Enios is back in their evil ways of, like on the last day, like yeah. what you're saying. It's, everybody is pinned down um, because the team's so strong. So if you look at the tour, who they're bringing? Carapaz. They're bringing uh, Garite. Yeah. Uh, they're bringing um, Teo. Um, <laughs> Who's the other one that they're bringing? Richie Port. Richie Port. Yeah. yeah. So you've got, geez, you know, they've won every stage race, every world tour stage race. So the Giro, the Dauphiné, the yeah. Tour Swiss, and and um, what else? Giro, oh, Dauphiné, Giro, Tour de Swiss, and, and uh, yeah. Tom Pidcock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. they, it, it's. Those guys are going to be hard to battle. It'll be interesting. Of course, everybody brings up that Rookledge and uh, Pogaccia weren't there. So, sure. And they haven't won ever when Pogaccia's in a race. Um, yeah. So, you know, there's that mix. So it'll be interesting to see. But, boy, you've got that those engines. It's I, I envision um, Brailsford as like Scrooge McDuck and the old cartoons where he's swimming in cash. And he's not only swimming in cash, but he's swimming in like the gene pool of the gods in terms of cycling teams right now. And if they are right now, correct me if I'm wrong, they are the New York Yankees, the fucking Patriots or whatever it, it is. Um, they're just they're just rolling it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's just too good to be true right now. The only thing that could dethrone them is the fact that some of their writers have a tendency not to keep the rubber side down. 
and uh, that there are maybe too many arrows in the quiver. But I think Brailsford is certainly can control that. I mean, if you you're willing to take on Rowan Dennis, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. he knows how to control his athletes. Yeah. So I I don't think egos are going to be in Just the way. Keep him in his comfy little yeah. you know PJ skin suit and and the right bike, and I guess he'll yeah. be happy. But yeah, deal with all those. Wow. But somebody once said in regards to Ineos that um, the reason why Brailsford can control so many egos is the fact that he looks at them and says i'm paying you more than any team would ever pay you shut the fuck up and do your job you agree mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's called got you by the short hairs yeah <laughs> <laughs> i wish we still had that old sponsor we could have made a joke there. <laughs> yeah um so um how about the return of matthew vanderpool am i the only I'm going to claim ignorance on this one. I totally thought we weren't going to see him until the Olympics mountain bike race. I thought that was it. And then he shows up. Jay, I mean, did you know he was going to be there? I I could be an idiot. Yeah. The only thing I thought we would see a stage race with him, like a week long stage race with him before the tour, because he'll be there. But yeah, I think doesn't he have to leave early for the mountain bike race or something like that? I think it's I think the tour because the tour is starting earlier this year that it it the intention was that it can end before the Olympics. Yeah. However, so, it sounds like Vanderpool has been commenting on the fact that he is going to abandon early in order to, to prepare rest and mm-hmm. prepare. So it uh, yeah, I don't know. I on that subject it kind of feels like you're just doing the tour to take a couple of stages and call it good. So I don't know necessarily why, but to the original question, I, I, I think I thought we would see him before the tour. Maybe. Okay. I, I recall that he was going to do a week long stage race before the tour. He was going to do the tour. Like you said, and yeah. pull out uh, the reason why he was doing the tour is because of um, that's why they got Alpeson got invited. Yeah. Um, yeah to show his face so um yeah he's his focus is on on the mountain bike uh it'll be interesting on the mountain bike uh, uh olympics um I because pidcock is he's already he was on his bike after a broken collarbone that yeah. bike looked terrible and he's already on his bike <laughs> he's taking it seriously so yeah. I, don't, I don't know yeah it could yeah i, I, I was gonna watch it anyway but now i'm really gonna watch it so um, I was going to ask Jackson. Do you know is Pidcock doing the mountain bike in in the Olympics, or maybe he's on the road? Oh, yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I think he. I would see that he would have a better chance on the mountain bike yeah. end of it because I think he is quicker than Vanderpool in these type of events. Speaking of real quickly, did you guys know he has a younger brother that's already riding uh, for FD, uh, FDJ? Tom Pidcock. Mm-hmm. So you got a younger brother. As the host of this podcast, of course I knew that. <laughs> I, I saw a brief thing about, you know, Pickard's little what? brother. And I meant to read it, and then I don't, I can't remember because I wow. go through so many different sites. Yeah, yeah. And I, I need to look it up. It's John or Joe or something, Pidcock. Really? I have to look it up. Just recently I came across it. Tough fucking last name. I, I, I was expecting one of you two to fill in the gap. Yeah. Jackson, come no, on, man. Chase. No, what are you doing in there in the rain? <laughs> you should be researching for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. 
um, Al Philippe climbing what appeared to be out of his skin. Uh, a really w- strong riding for Al Philippe until he, he had to leave to go home because. I, and I applaud the shit out of that. By the way, plotting go home as his his child was born, his son was born, and he and he went home for that one. That was pretty. You know, that's right on, man. Um, but uh, looking strong, looking really strong for for somebody like and up there with with. Matthew Vanderpool trying to hold his wheel in the uh-huh. in the sprints. So, um, my I, I want to lead that into actually before I get into that. It, uh, by the way, um, in in the world of duh, it came up that uh, Michael Woods is going to be the GC leader for Israel Startup, and hmm? it's not going to be Chris Firm. What? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. It, 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 that's I, I wonder how Froom feels about that. It's got to be fucking insulting. <laughs> No, Michael Woods was riding really well yeah. in Swiss, and and uh, you know I, I I'm not going to reveal my podium picks for the tour, but Michael Woods won't be one of them. But I think he'll be an animator, definitely in there. I'd say top ten, and then maybe a stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but speaking of of uh, Philippe and and the team therein, Remco of Interpol came back to his winning ways at the Bell. Belois, Belgium Tour, did I pronounce mm-hmm. it correctly? Or close enough. Big note from this race is also the continued rebirth of Mark Cavendish and his potential place on the coin of quick steps. Team, Sam Bennett apparently dealing with some knee issues. So uh, that that is kind of up in the air. Um, so my, my question for you guys, um, Patrick Lefebvre was talking recently about the fact that there's really no plan B. Um in terms of Dekoinik's uh, plans for, for the month of July, in terms of what they're going to go with. Um, you've got Philippe who's riding really consistently. He's not necessarily going to be a green jersey contender. You've got, um, obviously, Remco of Interpol, um, and you've got you've got a Mark Cavendish sprinting with some of the best. Um, so would Cav be a good choice for the tour? And what would that do to Dekoinik Quickstep's plan i love how lefebvre always plan pretends that there's nothing <laughs> i don't know what we're gonna do we can't find a sponsor we don't know what we're gonna do by golly yeah, yeah all of a sudden next thing you know he's rolling in case he's scrooge mcduck in it you know and it's just like fucking dude we know you're full of shit you know yeah but yeah well we know that um sam bennett's leaving next year yeah um then you got cavendish who actually beat tons today or was it yesterday 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 yeah I mean, he beat uh, Caleb Ewing. Came around him. And it's like, oh, yeah. Jesus, there's your comp- a true sprinter competitions. Yeah. We're all right there. Um, so, yeah. Th- and if Bennett really does well, he may have a bat and a bum knee. Um, then, yeah, you know, th- there'd be no question. But it might be better by then. But the guy's yeah. leaving, and you know, if if Do you're you bringing, they- think about the the publicity that Quick Step. The Cooney Quick Step yeah. is going to have bringing Cavendish because he's starting to win. You know, even if he doesn't win, it's going to bring like tons of publicity. I mean, what a storyline! Yeah, you know, he was out. He he didn't even know he had a place, and then yeah, you know, Lefebvre like lends out a hand. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, yeah. I think it's set up for him. I think you know, really. So you yeah, think I he'll think be he's there. gone? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. And I hope he wins one. I think that oh would be a great God. story. I I have I have said on this podcast over the many years that I did not I was not a fan of Cav mm-hmm. until I saw 
the humility and the real person of him. And it's unbelievable that our athletes are actually real people. Huh. I never would have thought it. Um, and fuck, I want it to stop now. I want you guys to just be robots <laughs> on my screen to entertain me. Um, but I'm, I, I would love to see him on the tour. Mm-hmm. Jackson, your thoughts on DeKoinick and, and Sam Bennett. And I mean, to potentially leave the returning green jersey at home, even if he could or could not, what kind of a decision is that? Yeah, I think it all really just comes up to the point of whether or not he's healthy enough because ultimately he doesn't want to kind of dampen his the rest of his career if he races a three weeks tour with with the bad knee, you know? So I think that I think they'll be paying attention to that, but it'll also be a tough decision because if they leave Sam Bennett at home, I think they can kind of kiss their green jersey contention. Yeah. It it to me in that if they if they leave Bennett at home, it immediately falls into the lap of Sagan. Not just because I'm a fan of him, but also because he's so consistent in that type of yeah uh, that type of competition. So I think it's it's a really tough decision and I, I agree with Paul. And Dan Lloyd is saying it too, how um, it's the publicity for them is just going to be insane. Whether they, whether Cav wins or not, they're going to still be the team who brought Cav back to the tour, which is going to be such a gigantic name for them. So I think, I think they should, and he'd be a hell of a lead out guy for Sam Bennett, right? (laughs) Take them both. Could Cav, that'd be interesting to see him in a lead out role. Cav? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he can do it. I I don't. Yeah, there's a different there's a different mindset. I don't know what guys. I don't know what uh, Michael Morkoff his plans are. I'm sure, I'm sure he's he's it, in the Olympics, but yeah, but I'm sure contractually he's going to be at the tour also. I would think that he, he for for the lead out purposes, and but oh. they're going to have. I, I I'd be surprised if Remco goes, but that would be cool. I'd like yeah. to see what he did, what he's done. I should say, since the Giro, yeah. since he bailed out early, he certainly has yeah. the rest, you know. So There aren't any pave or gravel sections. <laughs> no. There's and a I'm lot of bust- downhills, though. Yeah. I'm not busting his balls at yeah. all because that guy went down fucking hard yeah. last year off that bridge, mm-hmm. and I'd be, I'd, be, I'd be terrified to even straddle my top tube, you know. Just, oh well, God. Speaking of Remco, and I'm going to take it a little step differently. Okay, you know right. he was one of the best soccer, one of the best soccer players for Belgium, and they're, they're they they yeah, won their first game. Can you imagine what he's thinking as yeah. he's rehabilitating and they win their first game? I don't know if he's still rehabilitating. I did see the footage of him taking a selfie with his Belgian national jersey kit on, on yeah. you know, stuff like that. So, but I don't think he's upset with his choice. You know, maybe I personally wouldn't. Yeah. I don't think Jackson would argue. Yeah. No, I th- I I Twitter. think I could be in support of his decision. <laughs> <laughs> that came from your dad. <laughs> he didn't hear me. Did you hear me, Jackson? What'd you say? I quitter. Said, I said quitter. <laughs> I'm joking. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm a lot happier now. <laughs> oh my god. So speaking of winning. Tade Bochakar, Podgachar, I can't, I'll never get his name right. And I don't know why. I just, I see his name and I freak. Uh, <laughs> took victory at the recent Tour of Slovenia. Uh, timing appearing to be very nicely on par for a Tour de France. Uh, and any thoughts on uh, 
on Mr. Pogachar. Pogacha. I know. I'm just fucking around now. Pogachar. 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 It's one of those words that you say it enough times and it just loses all meaning. I, th- I write it phonetically on my notes. Tade Pogachar. Tade Pogachar. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. Sorry, Jay. You had something intelligent to respond. You're good. Uh, <laughs> Not I really. Think, no. uh, I think him coming off the back of this win, obviously the field wasn't the strongest. So I think um, that it wasn't like a true test, like if you went to the Tour de Suisse. But um, yeah. I think as uh, in our discussion about Ineos, I think that he is the one person that Ineos will not be able to control. I think, well, I think the two Slovenians will be a very interesting battle for them because I yeah. think they're just, they're so explosive to a point where it, they, I don't know why, they just seem like uncontrollable riders for Ineos. And I think that I'm interested to see what this form that Pagacha has now brings later down the line. Well, oh, Paul's like, well, this might lead into the next think? story, but. Or it might lead into our Tour de France preview show, which is next week. No, but that's I'm, okay. I'm leaning towards the Tulsa Tough. Oh, okay. Thing. Oh, that is our next story. <laughs> so, how, did, how did you do that? Well, I, I was I was thinking as I'm watching uh, uh, Legend just like dominate. They control the Legion. whole tempo. Yeah. Legion. Yeah. yeah. Um, they control the, the tempo throughout the crit. I'm like, how do you crack that? I mean, those guys, at all three races were dominating. Boom. Well, yeah, yeah. So yeah, now yeah. everybody says, yeah, well, you got – uh, Roklage and you got Pogacha and those two you know Pogacha w- what happened was is that they lost so many team teammates that the only thing he could do is follow yeah they had no obligation to do anything he won on the second of the last day you know on the TT and did it really well not undeservingly yeah but still I mean he won stages prior to that so it's going to be a different game for him but they have a great one of the best directors with Alan Piper mm-hmm. that he he's not going to go okay we'll do the same thing again next year <laughs> and so <laughs> please add an Australian accent to that so <laughs> but a smart Australian <laughs> yeah, accent yeah. I can't do that yeah, yeah so anyway um, <laughs> so I don't think it's just going to be I I think it'll be interesting but how do you how do you break up when you have like we just already mentioned some of the guys on that team fuck. You know, yeah, yeah. they they just go to the front, and it's fast enough. Where you go out front, you can't maintain. Yeah, you could you could break away, but you can't maintain that speed. Yeah, forever. You you can't. There's too many watts, and and with the mileage ahead, you're just gonna blow up and and come back. And it's been calculated. That's how they calculate it. So, but maybe the powers to be has something else planned. I don't know. Jay got anything to add to that one? That was a that was well done. Oh, thanks. Uh, like yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good night, everybody. No, uh, Jay. Uh, yeah, I think I don't know what it is, but I I, I have a weird feeling about it. Um, and I I don't know why, but I don't know if I see an Ineos rider at the top of that at the top of that podium. For some reason, I think that the two Roglic and Pagacha. I don't know what it is. I just I just have a feeling about it that they are gonna have they're going to be the ones to fight it out for the, for the tour. I don't, don't have any reason, don't have any specific know-how, but I think that because Pagacha kind of clings on to the fact that he doesn't necessarily have the team, 
he, I mean, yes, he was the last, he was last year's tour winner, but he doesn't really have anything to lose going into it. He doesn't have any teammates. He's got to stick on the back of whether an Ineos train or a Jumbo Visma train. So it's almost like he can just go at it whenever he wants. And as we've seen in the past, he just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. And for some reason, he just has an engine that does not stop. And I'm, yeah, I'm excited to see it. The other thing that, as you were speaking, it kind of triggered. I, I, my concerns are with Yumbo Visma. They haven't shown anything this year, really. No. Um, but, you know, are they saving their bullets for one, one big blast? So I don't, you know, that might be it. Um. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wout had uh, appendicitis and had surgery. Uh, Sep rode well for a while. Sep Kuss rode well for yeah. a while, but he and when just some of the seemed to be kind of missing the yeah yeah mark. Um, but maybe it all comes together, and maybe this is their grand plan. They're just all bluffing. It's yeah. the world's largest bluff. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. we're so tired. Yeah. It's there's my James Brown joke. It's, it's, it's <laughs> they're just like, oh, I can't go on, I can't go on, I can't go on. July hits, bing. Take this, <laughs> motherfuckers. Yeah, exactly. So no, God. I, so anyway, these are all tour pr- prognostications. So um, those are for the, for the people who are coming with along with us in our in our June slash July adventure. So let's get to our topic. Paul mentioned it, brought it out a little bit. Brought to you by our friends at Mojo Cyclery, the official LBS of the Pack Filler. By Jamelli Coffee, the official pre of the Pack Filler. And by Scratch Labs, the official fuel of the Pack Filler. I wrote F-U-L-E on my notes. I just wanted to call that spelling error out to everybody. Check them all out. Uh, no, really do. Uh, let's talk Tulsa Tough. Um, Three-day USA Crits um, Omnium in, in Oklahoma. Big fields, fast races, aggressive racing. All-day racing in different districts of Tulsa. Which, by the way, holy shit. I, I kind of knew what was going on. And I apologize for my ignorance to the listener. But I didn't really understand what they're doing over there. Um it, Talk about a brilliant approach, and as many would probably agree, I don't know if you guys would agree, the the, the future of cycling in the United States. I agree, yeah. Hmm. Um, all races streamed live and on demand. Um, thank you, Paul, for the link. I, I was Googling all over the place trying to find them. Uh, multiple camera coverage, drone shots of the field. Frankie Andreo, uh, who I used to host a podcast with back in the day, 
uh, providing knowledge and really good perspective of the races. Yeah, I like Frankie's mm-hmm. style on it, and um, not just the top categories. Frankie was announcing the th- Cat Threes, the Cat, you know, and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. The Masters, and and I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. So, so talk to me um, of of you guys who who watched and and your initial impressions of of the races you watched, of how many races you watched, and even more so the entertainment value of them compared to what we watch on a regular basis. Um, whoever wants to go first, I, yeah, Jackson, you probably hit it. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, I'll I'll uh, go for it. I think. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree that it is the future of American cycling. Um, I think Pete Stetna said something of, uh, to the like of that American cycling really enjoys that all like all against each other kind of sure. old Western, all guns a blazing type of racing. Um, and I, I very much agree with that. Um, and I was uh, massively impressed. I already knew the level of Legion, but I didn't know that they would pretty much sweep everything. Um, yeah. Men's they, and women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. I think um, it's, it's just insane that the level of uh, that they are just, they, I mean, from what I watched, they're at another level. They just have an unbreakable train and they just, they can pretty much do no wrong. Um, and I also read today that I think 90 years on and Legion is the uh, first and only black owned uh, cycling team, which yeah. is, big up to them that's really cool yeah 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 um, but it, yeah it's it's a really fun weekend and i think that it is a great way to get cycling fans specifically american cycling fans involved because it's like i said it's that all guns ablaze and everybody against each other type of racing that is super entertaining it's fast it's immediate it's it's short attention span it's you know i've always thought crits were in, interesting i'm just you know especially from a broadcast standpoint and and the interest of it and and people like frankie trying to understand that mostly bike racers are watching this but having to pull that bob roll realm while you have to explain it to the person who might not be so uh up to speed on it but paul what were your thoughts on, on the coverage and 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 this whole event and everything like that yeah i I've been following Tulsa Tough for quite some time. Whenever I could grab, you know, gobble up any YouTube things. Sure. And, uh, the one that really intrigued me was uh, Crybaby Hill. And if I remember correctly, that you can YouTube it. There's like the whole thing about Tulsa Tough and where it, it originated. They have a documentary on that. Yeah. And I thought it would be great. Is that to, that butcher box based one? No, no, oh, it's a different okay. one. So you you talk. It, 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 they talk to some of the organizers and how. Crybaby Hill got started in the early days. I think this has been going on since 06. Okay. I could be wrong. I mean, I'm kind of unprepared with all the, this. The, but they, yeah. don't, they don't yell at you on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. They yell at me. Yeah, so That's I'm right. the one who doesn't know That's anything. why I don't have a Twitter account. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, but what happened is I think one of the one of the guys or promoters or somebody, if I recollect right, um, had – somebody's staying with him and he was just saying, I don't know if I can make it, you know, this next, the next, uh, course, I have to go up this hill. He wasn't a pro or anything. I I don't know if he's a cat three, can't recall, but his mom on the other line says, quit being a crybaby and make it up that hill. And he, no shit. And so that started the crybaby hill. And so then 
in the early days, they didn't even have fencing up there, and it would be like the tour where guys would come up and there'd be a yeah. sea of people and they'd part, and and it became larger and larger and out of control. And people became more and more drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't well, there a bar like at the, the tour, top of the hill? Like the tour. I think yeah. there's a bar at the top there's, of the hill. Yeah, or yeah. Like and that. then yeah. people have like tailgate parties and oh, stuff. Shit. It is huge. So, I mean, it creates this community on the last day. It's like a big festival. Yeah. Um, so, that being said, um, the the two other races going back, man, Legion just dominated the first the first one. They did a very good job. Yeah. Even more so the second one. Yeah. Which Top we all four. got to watch. Top yeah. four. In that there one. was yeah. there were some heated moments, and I didn't get to read the tweets, but I know Jackson yeah. did. But there was yeah. some grabbing, shaking. And then there's some people said, you know, here's uh, Justin Williams in the train. He yeah. he sets a gap and pulls out, and everybody has to close it down. Yeah, and, and the he three still sprints for fourth. And, and he sprints for fourth. But he he says, and I heard an interview. He goes, no, the leadout guy pulled out so fast that he goes, I I couldn't, I couldn't. He, he popped me. Really. And then all he did is fall back in, and everybody else was trying to chase, and then he just came around him. Which is very plausible for the listeners. Uh, not up to speed on on what happened over the weekend. It was it was a weekend dominated by Legion of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, definitely um, dominant in the series this year. They swept the men's pro field as well as the pro one two women's races. Uh, Justin Williams ha- did have some commentary on Instagram about the racing styles of the other teams, and he called them out by name. Uh, you know, you know, mind you, mm-hmm. ats or hashtags or something like that. In, in social media, complaining that um, he, he, he spoke of ag- overly aggressive tactics, riders uh, chipping in corners and, and such. Um, and he, he mentioned predominantly that second of the third races. And I myself watched that race, the Arts District one, mm-hmm. uh, fairly closely today, as, as close as I possibly could. And I was trying to see what was going on. Uh, Frankie Andreo had mentioned that there was some frustration being shown by a lot of different riders, um, but I, 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 you know, I'd love to know your guys' opinion and what you saw or what you did not see. Um, I always hear from high-end crit riders the rubbing is racing mentality. The you know it's okay to have your elbows out. The you know hey it's okay to bump and and shove and and things like that. And then. I also hear from those same riders when they get bumped or shoved and it doesn't work out in their benefit, they're the first ones to complain. I'm not saying Williams is one of these guys, but I want to try to break down the mentality of this this culture in this USA Crit Series because it's a different style of bike racing, this, this type mm-hmm. of racing is. And uh, did you did you guys see anything? And if you did, was it uh, nefarious? Was it evil? Was it mean? Was it intentional? Was it frustration by teams who can't possibly break in? Because yes, Legion led for eighty seven minutes of this ninety minute crit or whatever it was. Um, so I, I, I that was a huge setup. I left a lot on the plate. All I ask you guys to do is cut off a piece and take whichever one you want. There's my food metaphor for the evening. <laughs> Hungry? It, yeah, yeah, it might be. Yeah, Jackson, you got you got any insight into some of this stuff? I mean, especially because 
no offense, your your crit history isn't exactly as in depth as as some other people might be. You know, you're 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 still kind of jumping into this. So, yeah, I think I um, uh, the the main things that I really saw was first of all I saw the uh, incident interaction, whatever you like to call it, um, sure. when court when Corey Williams kind of looked at one of the elevate guys and grabbed him by his jersey mm-hmm. and like was talking to him. That was like the main one that I saw. Um, and I know that the commentator, uh, Frankie Andre, was saying something about maybe it was, hey, you don't take my line or hey, there was like another altercation uh, between the two. That was like the one big thing that I saw. But other than that, I was really looking for it. Um, mind you, I, of course, wasn't in that Peloton. So I don't know if there were some yeah. were some sharp cutoffs or something. But um, I, yeah, I, I, I kind of... I, I read the the post that Justin did, and um, I also looked through some of the comments, and it was uh, a lot of his issue was how um, they were really kind of keeping close, um, kind of some overlapping wheels, which were a little uncomfortable. Um, and he was, I, I saw some of the other writers kind of commenting back and saying how they um, they thought their team were was doing like we're we're racing completely fine. Um, and I think in his words, he was like we always give space to the leader or the, the, the team out front. And yeah, I don't, I don't know necessarily what it was. Cause like you said, I didn't see too much. Um, Cause I have watched obviously other bike races um, and it seemed pretty similar. This is obviously a much more aggressive racing style. And I think there were some big frustrations cause they could not break that train. It was just a solid line that nobody Fuck. could get in. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think that some of the coming into the wall times were another issue that I saw. But yeah, I don't know if I saw too much. Paul, you got any observations? Yeah, I've been following. Uh, was it number one beast? Uh, I think that's the pod. I mean the 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 YouTube address for for the uh, Justin brother Justin the and, Williams, and brothers. Williams brothers. Okay, brothers okay. Yeah, um, and I subscribe to their newest one podcast. It may be the same one, but I've watched. Justin way back because I, I like watching crits. It's exciting because yeah, yeah. they have the camera mount, mounted. Uh, sometimes there's there's a little fill in some you know voiceovers, and sometimes you just watch the race and you can hear the vac- actual voices and stuff. Oh, yeah, I think what Legion has done is they are a powerhouse. They are like the an American Indios or Yankees or something. Sure, you, you can't uh, for other teams. The frustration is you you just can't let them just have their way. But in the same same token, you have to respect them. It's a weird. This is a weird situation. Um, they d- demand respect. They have they have the best crit riders right now. I, I don't know how I've seen a, a guy pulling, you know, at thirty five miles an hour. Yeah. For five or six laps, you know, kilometer laps, and it's like, what the heck? That was tempo. It yeah, looked and, like and tempo. And breakaways yeah. would come up, and they just suck them back because they know that no one can can hold 35 miles and you would just see ones and twos the whole weekend going off and it was a done deal they never got rattled they never tried to chase it down um cory and justin were always in position so they're not like ever hitting fourth, the word. fifth wheel yeah, yeah just perfect yeah. you know and and if you get on that on that youtube site it's kind of interesting because justin is calling out audibles the whole time that guy knows crit racing like nobody else he knows the line. He knows, and even when they win, he he criticizes how they took the line or when they didn't. Wow, you know, 
that type of thing. He, that guy is a genius when it comes to crit racing. So, um, yeah, I, I can see the frustration of other teams. It's like, what, are we going to sit down and, and just go let them yeah. go one, two, three, four yeah. every time? Yeah. So I'm sure you get the younger guys, which is happening in, in the pro peloton, the pro tour. They're just like, screw this, I'm shooting the gap. And, you know, Legion is like, dude, what are you doing? You got to earn your stripes. You don't get to just, you know, you can sure. stack it up and we got 50 riders, you know, picking up, you know, leftover skin on the road. So, yeah, yeah it, it it's a strange thing. One thing about crit racing, it is intense. When you're racing crits, you're on the edge and and you have to have control at the whole time. Somebody bumps you, you can't, you can't go off because you're going to lose a place. You're going to lose energy by stress or whatever. Yeah. And as you move up, you start understanding the, to me, it's like the hierarchy. Every every category I moved up, it's like, oh, the things that I got away with before, I can't now until I get, I earn my stripes. That's just the way it is. And so some of these, these races way up there, man, I can't imagine. I can't imagine even racing in that crit. Yeah. One, I don't have the speed, but two, <laughs> two you know, what do you do? Yeah. There's 100 guys on the, on the last day at Cry Baby Hill. 105 starters. I think only 25 finished. Shit. So they just all yanked. Yeah, all, well they, they there's lapped. no yeah, they're lapped. Yeah, so they which, pull them. Yeah, they pull them, but it's cool thing. Now we remember as a kids when you when <laughs> when we were racing and we were penny, pulled on our penny farthings. And yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, our yeah. penny th- farthings. Yeah. yeah. And then the official would point you out. Yo, out. out. It's Phil just a, Miller. Yeah. Fucking Phil Miller. This guy yeah. The official said, sorry. He stuck his hand out, gave everybody a slap on the hand when they went by. Really? Yeah. I'm bashing on Phil. Phil Phil's, Phil's a good guy. Phil's been a, a commissaire for fucking decades. He knows rules. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But um, So I guess I guess what I want to get to here is um, trying to enter the the mind of the the writer and and things like that you know and and understanding that that criterium racing is a different beast it is not a gravel race it is not a time trial it is not a road race um it is it is a completely different thing um and i want to ask you guys in your in your experiences um where emotion comes into play and how it can sometimes overcome us Yours truly probably being the most guilty of the three on this podcast or everybody who's ever appeared on this podcast of being some of the more I, I let my emotions get in the way. I become a dickhead in, in bike races and things like that. And I have done everything from screaming at people to swearing in downtown Spokane over, you know, as loud as I can with kids watching the bike race. I've done shit like that. I'm not going to lie. Um, to to just saying fuck it and and pulling out of a race because I'm I I think for some reason that it's not safe and I want out. Um, have you guys ever had moments where you've been the aggressor or dealt with this? And was it based on raw emotion? Was uh, were you intentionally being a premedicated dickhead? Uh, meditated dickhead. Medicated is even better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but Could meditated be in the 90s. dickhead. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> Have you found yourself in those situations, Jackson? You might have even found it in in your soccer times, where you were like, "I'm going to fuck with these people, and I don't care. I'm going to be the asshole." Has anybody ever found yourself being the asshole intentionally or not, Jay? Yeah, I will. I I will be the first person to say, and not not to pat myself on the back here, um, that I 
I am one of the quieter uh, athletes, participants, whatever you like to call it, um, of many of the things that I uh, participate in. Um, yeah. In many of the cases, I find that I like like a bear, you could say. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I only really um, really get like snapback or any of those type of things um, when provoked. So usually, uh, for instance, when we would uh, when we did that kind of spirited ride, um, I was bumping up with uh, one of the guys, and um, he started chirping at me, and I was like, "Hey, it's no, it's nobody's wheel. Why don't we both go for it? What the hell?" It's like only those type of situations are going to be the ones in which I, I respond in. Um, I do have one situation that I remember in soccer where one guy was just really bothering me. And um, I, I looked at him just out of nowhere. We were getting ready for a corner and I looked at him and I went, hey, 32, you're a little bitch. And that was the most <laughs> aggressive I think I've ever gotten. <laughs> I'm a proud father right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul, have you ever found yourself being the dick? Uh, I think another? I've established I'm pretty passive aggressive. I've never I, I don't I don't recall ever being verbal on any of it. Yeah. Um there was a incident that happened uh, in a local training race and uh this one particular team there's a couple of guys it was a sweeping right turn and then there's a sharp right turn. It's up at Lincoln Park when we oh, yeah, yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I ride pretty tight next to people. I don't have a problem with riding tight. And if somebody moves on me, I just I stick my elbow out. And uh, this one rider was coming from the outside, and he's trying to get in, work in the position because, you know, to get the good line on that tight right corner after the sweeping right. And I just stuck my elbow out and pushed him out. And he looked at me. And I'm like, I have nowhere to go, first of all. Yeah. And one, I've worked to get this spot. I'm not, you're pushing me. I'm not going to do yeah. anything. You're you're approaching my space. So um, another lap went by, and he tried to do it again. And then a teammate tried to do it again. Uh, same thing, because I found, for me, the outside on that sweeping, yeah. everybody has a tendency to, on the inside, go out on the tight part and you can shoot that gap on the inside of that corner. So anyway, I had figured it out in my head, but we're about three quarters of the way through the race and I ate a dozen cookies at lunchtime and (laughs) it's starting to really take effect on me. And, uh, I started dropping back in Mark Kenoki. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, we were on different teams. I think we were on different teams at that time. Um, I started dropping back, and Mark was there, and he's going, you don't look so good. I don't feel so good. And just then on that same sweeping corner, the guy that two times bumped into me crashes. He overlaps the wheel, goes down, and I'm behind him. And I go into the ditch, and I come out and get a free lap. So the next Tuesday night series, I'm approached by the leader of of the whole series, Alex. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And he says – I had reports that um, you've been way too aggressive and you caused a crash. And Brent was the guy who was in the accident, uh, broke a collarbone. I want you to know because of your aggressiveness. And I'm like, what? I wasn't even there. I mean, yeah. yeah Mark is my witness, but to this guy, As to this Mark day, is my, my witness. witness. Um, 
So, <laughs> you know, it's one of those church things. music. Today. <laughs> yeah. As Mark is my witness. I, I did not swear touch him I did that not time. sweep that motherfucker out. <laughs> oh, I swore. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Uh, how many rosemaries for that? Yeah, rosemary, <laughs> Hail Marys. But yeah, Hail Marys. Right. I like rosemary. I'm not Catholic. <laughs> uh, very obvious. But anyway, nevertheless, it, it, it's one of those things that, that I know that guy still yeah. thinks I, I took him out. But and I you was, were nowhere near him. No. But it was him that almost took me out. So anyway, but pushing uh, yourself out, that was a long way to get around. I, I'll be passive, you know, and push people out. Yeah. You know, this is my spot. I don't have to say anything. Um, you know, if they're in the way in the front, I'll just take my brake hoods and hit them in the butt, you yeah. know, and that type of stuff, you know. So really, yeah, and they usually get out of the way. If not, then I'm I've stacked it with several other people, and I'm the dickhead. Sure, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've found so many times that um, there are certain behaviors that will get you yelled at, you know, by other people who think you're acting out of norm. Um. And I, I found for some reason that, you know, things like you're talking about, like elbows out, leaning against somebody, or where I talk about the fact where I or I'll I'll touch somebody on the on the hip to let them know I'm there. I'm half wheeling them. I'm like, I'm just letting you know I'm here, we're we're moving up and stuff like that. And you see a lot of uncomfortable reactions from people doing that. I don't know if they've got some sort of homophobia but me touching their ass or something like that. I mean, I don't I don't cradle it or anything like that, but mm-hmm. but um but you know and and behavior like that where you lean back or you don't let people in. Um and I and I I see a lot of that happening. I find myself as I always say on this show, obviously vocally overreacting um to a lot of things like that. So um, you know, and I, I want to talk about attitude in terms of in terms of bike racing, and you know, and I don't want to bl- I don't want to say Legion was calling out people who were just riding against them, and it was almost like, from my view of watching the race, Legion had it controlled. It was over. Mm-hmm. There were people trying to attack. Every attack ended up being solo. Because nobody else would go. There was no collaboration within the field about how to control this race. And this is me. As Jackson said, I was not in the peloton. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about. Uh, but that's what it looked like. And then frustrations came to a head where there were ways to try to figure out how to break into this. I'm not saying one is right or wrong, but I'm saying Legion, who was absolutely in the controlling realm of that, they were in the driver's seat. They had the top five swept. It, I mean, just from watching yeah. how they pulled that 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 race around. Are the Williams brothers overreacting to the fact that people are getting frustrated with them? Are they the king looking down upon the peasants? <laughs> Are they? Uh, yeah, yeah. Are they? Um, is is that? Is that? Are they being sore winners, or are the other riders trying nefarious reasons to 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 do anything they can? Um, and and I, I I don't necessarily approve of of calling out the teams and social media. And saying their names in social media, you know. For example, I'm going to pick Butcher Box because it pops into my head. Um, don't call out that sponsor on social media. 
talk to the team individually don't create this drama online where all the fans are kicking in and we're in cancel culture where people start saying, I'm not going to buy a steak from butcher box because you guys cut off the Williams brothers in turn three in Tulsa tough. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm ranting here. I'm, I'm trying to find a cohesive thought that brings it all together. I hate the bullshit attitude that many times becomes a part of of road cycling, and it seems like Criterium Racing, because emotions are so high, Mm -hmm. becomes even more of that. It is the soap opera of of American cycling, and and you know we heard about the whole national championships argument last year and things like that. So, what do you guys think? I mean. how do we see it from our third person standing from the outside looking in? Does anybody, Jackson, you got something for me or did I just completely yeah. rant for 10 minutes? Probably. No, I think, um, I think it's really tough being on the outside and trying to have an answer to this type of situation just because I wasn't in that Peloton, but I think, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just so tough, especially because the, the emotions of the situation are so high and everybody's like, I, I mean, not a single rider in that peloton would didn't want to win or be up there so i think everybody's fighting for that spot um and i think um with with the new age that we're in i think that social media is a great way to um kind of access other platforms or people um and i could also see that justin when he posted that was really willing to have a conversation with the people in the comments section and i i I have a feeling he did. That yeah. The day after people came up to him and they all kind of had a conversation about it because he is very accessible to those other writers, you know? So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to hear his, his audible comments about it just to see what he has to say about it. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think it was fascinating racing and I, I don't know if great from yeah. my perspective, what the issue was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, like you mentioned, and also Jackson, you know, that's, like to touch much of those points, you know, on social media, it's, I think that adds another dimension to it, to crit racing. And if it's, it will be the only true racing for the U S I mean, it's entertaining for people to watch and stuff. Um, and we are glued to social media and and we like to see, you know, the dirt. It's just, it's reality TV. Yeah, Yeah, we do. That's, that's the American way. But, um, you know, it, it, to put things, if no one's done a crit, especially the more you go up, the harder it is, um, your heart rate is at max almost majority of 60 minutes. Yeah. And, you know, the whole time you're battling mentally in your head thinking, can I make this? And then somebody, you know, you're suffering, and then somebody takes a goofy line and nicks the front, your front wheel and you almost go down. Yeah. And it's like, son of a... I mean, I've never verbalized it like you do. Sorry, but it, uh, <laughs> you motherfucker! Yeah, 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 exactly. But you know, it's like Jesus. By the way, I support mean, my sponsors. Yeah, but yeah. I'm sure I've done it to other people. Yeah, I see an opening that I thought was there, wasn't there. Clipped a wheel. You know that that stuff happens. But you're on a razor's edge the whole time on a crit race, and you know you have 60 minutes to to accomplish your goal. Sure. So. As time once spins down, you know, you you have a shorter fuse, and then all of a sudden you start 
it, it just really builds up, and that's why it's it, it it's intense, and it's it's a great American sport, it really is. Yeah, but yeah, I don't. I I think for for the Williams brothers, I think it'll be interesting to watch because I subscribe to their channel, YouTube channel, what they're yeah. gonna do with that because both of them had cameras. Yeah, on there, so they do. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go through my my short little checklist of how to not be a dick. I, I think you know, and, and I'm, I, I'm, these are just my. I just put these together, and I might, I might print these out and put them on my stem. And, and you guys, <laughs> I'd like your guys' commentary on the other end of of whether you agree or disagree, whether you like to add or subtract, and things like that. Number one, rule number one: take a moment to assess. Now, can you take a moment to assess in the middle of a crit when somebody cuts you off? Can you take a second to go? Home. <sighs> Nope, I'm right. Fucker. No, or something like that. <laughs> okay, that take a moment to assess. Try try to try to, to empathize and and I don't know. Can you? Can you? I think so. Yeah. I, I you know, you you have to. Uh, well, uh, I know you're on a roll, so I'll let you go. But uh, no, no. I was just thinking, the the time to sort things out is afterwards when the heart rate sure. goes down. Yeah. That's when you can approach the guy and say, "Dude, I don't know if you're aware of it, but blah." Yeah. yeah. You know. Or sorry, man. That fuck. I had no clue you were there. Yeah, man. I'm so uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, number two, laugh. Don't be afraid to make a joke. I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess that's. I need to take that to between breaths. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Number three, as I said, talk it out with the other guys mm-hmm. after the race. Talk it over so you don't develop this tradition of being an absolute cockknocker mm-hmm. on the bike. Um, and and finally quit do you is there a time when it's okay to just say you know what is this healthy am i hurting myself what's on the line here fuck it i'm gonna back off i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go for it in this race is that a decision that's easy to make by by a by a cyclist such as ourselves saying okay no i'm not gonna bother i'm not gonna do this have you guys is it easy to do paul i I see your eyelids riding in my 20s never it was all the way when I'm now at my age, it's like, you know, at a certain point, you're just thinking, I got, I got to go to work tomorrow. Yeah. You yeah. know, I've got, I'll just let these guys who want to take the risk, I'll just sit back. Maybe they'll knock themselves out and I can go around them. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm not going to start knocking heads, <laughs> but everybody's different. You know, some people are like, no, this is what gives me a joy is to be able to, to go into the fight, come back with battle scars. You know, some sure. people like that. So, but for me, in the twenties, uh, yeah, I mean, Jackson, you're in your twenties. You're gonna live forever. You ride like you're gonna live forever. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I definitely do. No, um, I, I think um, with having my reoccurring knee injury, I being in my twenties, I look at what a future would look like. So if I'm in a situation where I feel that type of injury come back up, or I feel another type of injury that doesn't feel like it's gonna go away, then I immediately go to the headspace of you got to stop. You got to take you, like, you can't continue with this or else it's going to continue into the future. And I think that's a good point to stop. I don't like to stop when it's just high emotion. Uh, Cause it just kind of, after a little while, I, I was watching a YouTube video today and, and a guy was saying that after a little while, it will sink in that you did quit, that you didn't oh, finish. And there's yeah. no other feeling like that. And that's yep. a rough one to feel. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I don't know if I'll be seeing myself doing that unless there's a serious health and or health 
possible like negative health possibility for them. And there are so many times when you in the heat of the moment might have that serious health possibility or issue and you don't you still ignore it. Mm-hmm. We are taught to avoid pain as, as endurance athletes. We are taught to mm-hmm. say, no, that's supposed to be happening. You know, fuck it. I can make it. I can make it. I can make it. Um, and that's a hard switch yeah. to be able to, to, to turn on or turn off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Until you're either your nipples bleeding or your something. nipples are bleeding <laughs> or 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 you're in unbound gravel and you're in the middle of nowhere and you're still going and your liver started, you know, failing and shit like that. You're like, oh, no, 10 more miles or something like that. Or you're in a crit and you find yourself on your back end going, well, shit, so much for my teaching job on Monday because I crushed my larynx, you know, or something <laughs> like that. You know, it's uh, I, I, it's interesting to th- consider that fine line. These guys in in these high end races are are uh, that's their job, that's their livelihood, mm-hmm. and and to keep that into account that your livelihood going into turn three could be over. Yeah, so I don't know. You know, um, sorry, that's just you know. How do you assess staying in the thick of it versus saying screw it and getting an ice cream? Um, I don't, I don't, you know, yeah, <laughs> I like the ice cream. Well, my dad Nowadays, told me that once. Yeah, yeah, my dad told me that once. Yeah, my, he Jack said, used to have to go back and get ice cream with M.A. With M.A., yeah. 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 We can make fun of him because he's not here. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's going to Mexico. Yeah. What a pussy. Um, any closing thoughts on, on Tulsa? By the way, I now realize, and I this is going to sound like a horrible insult, but it's not men as one. I now realize I have to go to Oklahoma. Yeah. I'd love, I'd love to do it. I would love course. to see that yeah. event and and see participate. Uh, yeah, and right. participate okay. in the earlier okay. races yep. because I'll never be in the higher marquee races, but to see, to participate and then see. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like brilliance, and it sounds like I blow a lot of smoke out of my ass here in terms of things that I think I I, I fantasize and dream of things of how bike racing can be what it should be. And this format of a community getting an event behind, uh, getting behind an event where the community is involved, and they're highlighting different districts of the community, and putting on these bike races that 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 showcase those districts, it, it's a win-win situation. Yeah. You have restaurants and bars full. Yep. You have people there, but the problem is, is how do you get between the phases of? For example, if we hosted a race tomorrow and we had 12 guys show up and we closed down all the streets and 12 people were there and there was nobody watching, two were in the USA Crit Series and we got everybody there. How do you, what, you know, there's, there's two different events there and you're never going to be at the top one, but how do you get something that's, that you can convince a community to get behind? You know, I don't, I don't know I, if there's an answer to that. Well, I think, I think, uh, Spokane, if, if any city can get behind big events, sure, is yeah. one. We have the largest timed race, yeah. running race. We have the largest three-on-three basketball in the world. Yeah, uh, we at one time had the largest um, pro-am uh, stage race. Yeah, before yeah. California and everything in the in this city. Yeah, so yeah, I think the potential's there, and I, I I like the idea behind it, and that's what drew me to Tulsa Tough. And if anybody. Let me just put out anybody who's kind of interested after this talk. Just, just go on um, YouTube and just put Tulsa Tough um, yeah. Cycling and watch. If you don't have the patience to watch, 
you know, it's a 30 final. hours. Yeah. <laughs> but you can <laughs> highlight to the next race. Yeah. And I think they put stopping points at the pro women's and the pro men's yeah. starts. Yeah. yeah. And so you could do TulsaTough.com has the recent ones there. You can do documentaries on that. Uh, I did want to mention a heartbreak. I, I thought somewhere I could slide it in. <laughs> and today's or yesterday's race on uh, Crybaby Hill, Cat 3 race, this guy, four laps into it, goes on a solo break. He has He's held it the last lap, ring the bell, Aww. going up the hill. He's actually putting time, and he's slamming it. He throws his chain. Aww. The pack passes him on the top of the hill. Oh, you got to watch that. It is heartbreaking. It is like he had that in the freaking bag. And that's that's bike racing, though. That's just what it is. But yeah, I think uh, he's he's at home in the shower oh, crying. Oh, yeah. Just like <laughs> 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 it was bye. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, oh, I think man. that would be a good thing for people to look yeah. into it. It's fun. I I I was impressed by it, and mm-hmm. I think it. I think uh, I think that we could find ways in this country to to make that a televised event. That's mm-hmm. that's exciting, especially because each city has their own, you know, hills versus flats versus, yeah. you know, and things like that. I think it could be a, a, a brilliant method of, of of getting people into bike racing. So there's that. Next week is going to be our Tour de France preview show. Does anybody have any thoughts on number one, who to keep an eye on? And number two, how we're going to build the pack filler competition because I, we, I have to have a strong, solid format by next week. Mm-hmm. Like I think we kind of discussed the topic, you know, bullet points here and there about how we're going to do this. But w- what do you guys think? And I want to offer this up to the listeners too to comment too. You know, number one, points per stage. How deep do we go? Did we decide on that? I think we were top three. Wasn't that right, Jackson? Yeah, I was going to say, I think top three sounds like a good... Sticking with top yeah. three. Okay. It's too complicated. You start going farther down. Yeah, like five, two, and one yeah. or something like that. Yep. How many riders can you pick? Were we going to... I think... Cause Podium, like three. You only get to pick three total riders. For overall. Oh, Oh no! I'm talking for for your team. Like, remember we had a sprinter, uh, okay. a leader, an opportunist, things like that. Do we okay. stick with that, or do we do a uh, uh, like? You get to pick any. Well, you don't want to pick multiple leaders. You got to pick a leader, a sprinter. Yeah, gets, I don't know. How yeah, do you? How are we gonna do this, Jackson? You got any suggestions? Yeah, I think I like the like a team of five almost. So like a. A leader, a sprinter, a climber slash opportunist, and then two other teammates to fill. Okay. They can't be leaders. So one true leader. And you can't bullshit your way into go like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. Primus Roglic isn't necessarily a leader. Or, or fucking Ineos. You, basically, yeah. you can pick one Ineos rider is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you can't pick like Garrett Thomas and saying that Carapaz is a support rider because mm-hmm. in technical he could be a leader. Okay, so five riders. I saw that on I see that on uh, on Podbean Live. They're saying about five riders total. But should we ra- al- allow points per days in j- in yellow? No, no. It starts getting too. Well, that's I don't, a that's lot my of math. Opinion. That's, that's a, fuck a ton lot of math. of math. That's a fuck ton of math. I only yeah. have two hands. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, I got sandals. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> so no points per days in yellow, and points for final jerseys like we did last time. Mm-hmm. Yellow jersey gets thirty points. Green jersey gets twenty or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Whatever I did earlier. Yeah. yeah. Keep it there. Yeah. Yep. Okay. 
so we're going to keep this one simple. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Uh, we'll, we'll do that. And everybody's going to have to tabulate their own points. Because we trust them. Hopefully, yeah. Well, yeah. It's not like it's not like there's you know money on the line here. It's just yeah. me sending you shit. You know exactly. So we'll we'll just go from there. Yeah, let's go from there. We'll we'll have to we'll have to see how that goes. And everybody's gonna. Or I guess if you uh, if you announce your riders ahead of time, which we're gonna have to do. You're gonna have to say out loud, "These are my five riders." Because you can't go, "Oh yeah, I, I that's who I picked," and all of a sudden you're pulling numbers so, out of your ass so when do they have to have this in i say by the beginning of the prologue first rider rolls down the ramp okay that's the cut don't you think I, what jay i was gonna say i think it's the day before day before yeah midnight uh, the day before midnight you have to be 24 hours before yeah I, w- I would say definitely team presentation day which would be friday they have to have it in at yeah, yeah. 12 o'clock because the teams are now if somebody crashes or something, somebody's, you know, in the next week or sure. in that week from our last po- podcast. Then, okay. Yeah. So before, 24 hours before the beginning of the stage, yep. of the first stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we'll go with France 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So you can do that. France. <laughs> France. <laughs> All right. So there we decided it. And that's going to be in our, our, um, our big um, Tour de France preview show next week so there we go hey everybody keep the rubber side down tell somebody about pack filler ride with some friends challenge yourself and if you're ellensburg fondo this weekend why would you but it'd be cool if you were if especially if you are nowhere near spokane washington and you listen to this podcast you just so happen to go to the windiest city in the state of washington ellensburg washington (laughs) and want to ride and watch pat apparently do it on 27 fives with gravel kings aired up to about 75 pounds of pressure because that's that's the only way i'm going to be able to pull this off no 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 all right there we go jackson bulger thanks for being on here man you move back here I know. Thanks for thanks very much, and I can't wait to be in person. There we go, Paul Main. Yep. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Thank you. And thanks to everybody. Uh, we had a gigantic amount of you guys on on Podbean Live. Tell a friend, and uh, whenever you're on, you know, listen up. And uh, yeah, we do take callers every here and then. You know, you never know. We might take your call. We'll catch you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.